All right, it is Thoughts from Our Fantasies, presented by Thoughts from the Cheap Seats. I am Steve, alongside here with my boy Snacks. Snacks, how are we doing today? Doing great. I got my wine. I got my dog at my feet. I'm ready to rumble. Ready to rumble. Uh, I hope you're ready to rumble because our fantasy team that we do, we'll touch on at the beginning like we do every episode. It might be dead. I've been debating all week if we're actually dead or not, Steve. I'm holding out hope. <laughs> I don't know if you looked at it. We're playing a another one in four team this week. So I saw that. Our college boy, Jeff Sneed. Do you remember Jeff Sneed? Is that the basketball yes. Jeff? Yes, basketball, basketball Jeff. Really? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. I love it. He was a funny dude. He was he was great. I love Jeff Sneed. Him, uh, Paul, and myself used to go crush Johnny's buffet after uh, we would go to church <laughs> on Sunday. God, I because I know Paul's never listening to this, and Paul's wife is never listening to this. Yeah, <laughs> one time. Well, at the and at the time they weren't as serious, but Paul was with his now wife, and they were whatever, like off and on, like they were, and. We went to Johnny's and church. We would go to like this church service and Jeff invited this girl that Paul had like just went on a date with. And so you got this girl that's with that's with Jeff that just went on a date with Paul and his now wife who's over here on his other side. And I remember him like, <laughs> like what the hell how did I get myself into this situation? That's the type of friends we have, folks. Great individuals. That's the fantasy league we're in. Oh, so no, we're not. We don't take chances like that, Steve. We're straight we don't. Straight. We're, we don't have that type of gamble. Well, you probably have that type of gamble bone in your body, but not me. I mean, hey, I don't see any money to be made here, though. So um, tough week last week. I mean, I think the, our problem is we have no bench because we literally are playing our bench. <laughs> That's so, a problem. I mean, we're putting up 85 points. We put up 85 points last week. We're sitting at one and four, ninth in the league right now. Um, but hey, good news is on the horizon. Hopefully, with Nick, uh, McCaffrey playing this week, Ridley should be back this week. So, whoa, well, uh, whoa, 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 Steve, pump the brakes. For one, McCaffrey did not participate in practice today. They're they're wait. They're saving him for the game. Okay, cool. Uh, let's hope. And for two, Calvin Ridley's on a bye. So, oh well, he'll be back whenever he gets back. After the bye. Yeah, maybe he might still be tending to his personal matter. Great. Yeah. So uh teams not looking good, but we we're gonna... did pick up Kadarius Tony, who has looked mm. amazing the mm. past two weeks. Yes. This is our uh our normal segment of if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Mm-hmm. I did not get the Giants game last week, so I watched uh Tony's highlights and he looked good. He looked damn good. The and that was with ball. everybody on that team getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But, I I mean, like, how could you not keep him involved? I mean, with the man had 10 catches for, like, 189 yards last game. So, why would you give the ball to anybody else? Saquon yeah. just rolled his ankle. Like, did you see Saquon, how he rolled his ankle? Yeah. It's like when I roll mine playing basketball. My God. What bad luck that man has. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, Tony's been good the last few weeks. Uh, that's that's two double-digit weeks uh, now in a row. He had 10 weeks or 10 points against the New Orleans Saints, six catches, 78 yards. Um, it seems like he had to have – what's crazy, he didn't have a touchdown yet. He's getting – I mean, this this past week he had 13 targets. against the Saints he had nine uh, and then three targets in week three and then two in week one. So he's gradually getting more and more acclimated to this offense, I feel like. Uh, becoming much more of a role player. So I think that's definitely a good pickup. Uh, and, you know, if, if if he's still available in your league, it's definitely somebody to go look at. Oh, my God. Yeah, definitely. And fun fact, two of his uh, catches, he got tackled at like the one. So that very easily. Oh, yeah. The two touchdown game. Yeah, monster game, fantasy-wise. Yeah. <clears throat> with, a, with 12 points. Also picked up uh, Devontae Booker, which – we just talked about Saquon rolled his ankle. He'll be out for probably about a month. I don't love Devontae Booker. They play the Rams this week and then Carolina and then Kansas City. But he's a starting running back. And when you've been dealing with injuries, you like got to 
Got to, yeah. I was surprised. Nobody, nobody put in a claim for uh, Booker. I was kind of yeah. That yeah. I was gonna say the fact that we got both those guys uh, is kind of surprising. I mean, Booker last week he had a decent week fantasy wise. Sixteen carries, forty two yards. Did get a touchdown. Also had three receptions for sixteen yards with another touchdown. So he had two touchdowns on the day. Uh, Eighteen and a half fantasy points last week. So I would definitely keep rolling him. I'd probably roll him out there, uh, if, especially if you know we don't see Christian. We McCaffrey will. Uh, we will more than likely be rolling be rolling him out. We, if McCaffrey plays, we got McCaffrey and Josh Jacobs. We'd probably start over him. Yeah, and then we'd have a flex discussion between Tony and Booker. Yeah, uh, but if McCaffrey doesn't play, then we will definitely be rolling out uh, rolling out Booker. Which veteran tip for all the thoughties out there? Live on the East Coast. That way, when you wake up in the morning you're ahead of the rest of the country. So you can go pick up all the guys that weren't claimed on waivers. That's true. That's so true. That's, that's a pro true. tip. Another pro tip. Don't sleep in on Sundays and forget about the, uh, London the London game. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what I did last week. And it cost me Calvin Ridley in one of my leagues. You know, Steve, you deserve that. I do. We talked about Calvin Ridley on our show. I know. And I, I just, it's a, it's a habit. I don't check my teams. Like my starting lineups, I don't do it until Sunday morning. I can't do it now. The, the London games, it's like That's a fair. And it's just, it's like a, tra- it's a trap. I mean, it it's is a trap. For I got to set an alarm now just to wake up at 7.30 a.m. to make sure I get it done. Okay. So, anyways. Uh, yeah, that's kind of out you. there. Set your lineups <laughs> yeah. before the set your London lineup, Set your alarm. Uh, the London game's going to get you. Um, that's kind of a recap of our fantasy team. Not doing too hot. Looking to turn around, though. Two nice pickups. I think that'll kind of help the team out uh, moving forward and hopefully get back on track. I will say the good news as we wrap that up is looking at the standings, it's we're one and four. We're tied for eighth. There is a lot of two and three and three and two out there and top four teams make the playoffs. So, yeah. And it's a 17 game season as far as the NFL goes. So, which obviously means it's a longer fantasy team fantasy season as well. So uh, more games to be played for sure. We will uh, do our best to turn this around, but kind of keep you guys updated as we go on this journey. But with that being said, it is time to get to the main segment. Thoughts from the thoughties. We had uh, quite a few questions rolling this week that uh, we look forward to getting to. And so I guess we'll go ahead and jump on into it uh, with the first question from Hannah in Texas. After Hollywood's big week last week, is he a must start? Are the Ravens going to keep passing the ball? Good question. That's a great question, Hannah. And that's I would say that's our first question from – I don't want to make any assumptions. You don't don't assume. You know what that does? It gets kicked out of league. <laughs> it does get you kicked out of the league when you make assumptions and you put crass things in emails. Yes. yes. But you're looking at the show notes. We may get to later. But uh, as a man with a sister named Hannah, I can only assume that's our first question from a female listener. So glad glad yeah. you wrote in. Yeah, we appreciate the, um, the female activity on the show. I will say Marquise Brown has been a must-start, even though he, when you drafted him, you probably didn't. You probably didn't think he was. You probably you no. got so you didn't think he was. You just no. thought oh, we'll see what happens. Um, but I will say if you if you play dynasty and if you happen to have Marquise Brown, you may know that he finished off the season last year really well. So. Like it's a five game stretch to start the season, but it's really more like a 10 game stretch in terms of he's been playing really well for the past 10 games. So if I if I was a Marquise Brown owner, I would have been rolling him out. I am not anywhere in none of my leagues, dynasty or not. I tried to get him in one, but the guy didn't uh, the guy didn't want to fight, which touche. I wouldn't have either for the offer that I made, but. He made yeah. a smart play. Yeah, but I uh, I think I would 10 targets, nine. Ca- I mean. Come on, Steve. Yeah, no, the, think about that. The dude's been putting up numbers. Um, he's a deep threat. He has had an issue with drops this season. That is one thing. He he has had quite a bit of drops, a few in the touchdown or in the end zone um, mm-hmm. this season as well. 
Uh, good numbers, though. I mean, the man's put up week one, 15, 20, 6.5, 17, and 28.5 points. Like you said, no catches this past week through the first half. That's impressive. Yeah, no catches, no yards. Comes out in the second half, nine receptions, 125 yards, two touchdowns, uh, 10 targets. So when the thing is, when the, when they have to throw the ball, they're going to be looking for Brown. He's the big the big play threat down the field. Playmaker can kind of can go over the top on the defense. Um, so, I mean, obviously, yeah, you got to start him now. Uh, it's funny because ESPN actually has Brown lines up as a wide receiver three for the tough matchup against the Chargers this week. Oh, no. I mean, I, you got to run him out. It, that, yeah, that game, run him out. I feel like I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game. It is. It, very similar probably to last week with the Browns as yeah. a Brown. It's going to come down to – it's going to come down to how well does Lamar – like does the Baltimore running game, if that gets going, I think that's when we see – the struggles that mean they're not going to be passing the ball as much. If they can kind of control the clock, uh, they don't necessarily need the long ball. They'll probably take shots though, too. So it's kind of becomes a Tyler Lockett situation where, and you know, Tyler Lockett, I mean, <clears throat> he'll get the two, three deep balls a game that you're not necessarily guaranteed he's going to catch. So uh, should be interesting this week for sure, but I definitely think you got to roll them out. I don't, I, I definitely agree. You got to roll them out. I just think, I don't know that the Ravens, rushing game exists that's true too i think I, when i say rushing game i mean lamar on his feet for the most part I, I know but i that exists but outside of that i'm not sure that a consistent like running back traditional like the ravens have been yeah no sure exists. yeah it, it might not it might not because the thing is you see and they do the lamar it seemed like last week against the colts lamar's the design runs for Lamar, they got shut down as well. It was when Lamar was back back to pass in the first half, back to pass. He'd make some try and run around, make a play up the feet. He extended play for a little bit, but you can't do that every time. So uh that's when those drives right. die out yeah. in midfield. So yeah, not a not a consistent approach, but albeit an effective approach if you have Lamar Jackson, which yeah, and I mean, especially if you can come out and throw the ball like they did. If you can come out and throw the ball like they did in the second half, I mean, it was insane. So I think I think Lamar can throw. I don't think Lamar has really ever been the issue. I mean, he is inconsistent, but I think he can make enough throws to win if the receivers can play. He can make any throw on the field. It's the accuracy that comes with making that throw if it's in the vicinity for that receiver to make a catch. Because he has some bad throws in the first half towards, like, what? Like, what, what are you doing? He's not going to put the 10-yard out on a dime no. every time. He no. has the ability to. Yes. But he's not going to put it on there every time. But then the guy who can, Tom Brady, may not be able to run like Lamar can. Yeah. So yeah. I guess pick poison on uh, on that one. But I, So outside of him, I mean, they don't – Sammy Watkins, and then we'll talk about uh, – yeah. Well, let's just bring that up now. We'll bring that up now. We'll go okay. into the second question. We'll go into the second question. <laughs> this is from Tyler S. out of Tyler, Texas. Uh, this question is for Snacks. Still going to disrespect Mark Andrews anymore? Get your head out your ass. <laughs> so that's a very fair – that's a very fair assessment. You know, I don't I don't know if I have an answer because I'm looking at his numbers right now. He's they're, got they're, they're, they're okay. They're okay. They're okay. I mean, you the way you degraded this man. First of all, by not even saying his first name right. <laughs> his last name <laughs> right, or yes. last name right a few Correct. weeks ago. Yeah. You and Greg and then me and Mark Edwards will be uh <laughs> will be one and the same. So so something I am looking at right now. It's his 2020 production. And I will say he never had a game with more than seven catches last year. And he never had a game over seven or over 96 yards receiving. So it was already got two games over 96. He's got one game over seven catches. So I would say, yeah, I would say he's proven me wrong. So I was anticipating previous production 
But if the Ravens are going to be passing, which we just talked about, their offense is lacking a traditional run game, which they've had before. And now they're just kind of relying on Lamar, the RPO. And if you're going to be giving the bulk of your carries to Latavius Murray, like you're kind of just plodding away your rushing downs. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, if there's more passing volume, I mean, the man got 13 targets. Like That's that's the exact point I was going to bring up because if you look at his first three games of the season, uh, target-wise, it goes 5-5-7. Five, five, and what he did with those, those targets in those three games, in order, goes 3-5-5. Five, five. So the thing is, it's not that Mark Andrews is bad. It's just that they weren't giving the ball enough. You feed the man the ball, it seems like he can do more once you give him the ball. You put him in the right situation to where, hey, he can make the catch and then make you make a play after he catches the ball, you know. Like, we talk about it every week. You give a guy, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten targets, he, he's going to be able to do more with that than he is four. 100. Like, that is that is 100% the argument in my defense. Yeah. Previously. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, with Mark Andrews. As they just like, It's not that he was a bad player. They just weren't giving him the ball. Yeah. It's, it's the Robert Tanya thing right now. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. It's I feel like, and we'll kind of get to this at some point. I, I looking at the show notes is the tight end wasteland, if you want to call it that. That's kind of like the popular fantasy uh, name it, for that. It's a real it's thing. Bad. It's it's tough right now. It's if you a don't real have thing. If you don't have some of the top guys right now, it's it's tough. It's brutal, and it makes like the argument of drafting Kelsey like in the first it, round. It makes that plausible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because at least hell, at least then you get. Guaranteed production you, at that spot. You can have a 10 point, 10 to 15 point advantage over your opponent, whoever you're facing, just by every having Kelsey every week. Every week. Yeah. And, and because even if you get into Waller and hell, let, let's go into the tight. Let's do the tight ends right now. So the question I'm going to scroll down and find it Is Dawson Knox a legit set it and forget it tight end? Uh, that question comes in from. Richard Brown out of Warrensville Heights. Um, I, I mean, right now, like this is kind of what we're talking about is the tight end wasteland is if a guy is getting targets, especially in a good offense. So Buffalo, good offense, Josh Allen, he throws the ball, wings it around. All targets are not created equal. And even if you're only getting five targets, if you're getting five targets in the Buffalo offense versus five targets in the, Texans offense, those two five, those two sets of targets are not created equally. So I, and, I don't know how you feel about this. No, the thing is, too, to, to touch on that is that when are they targeting him, right? So if, if they're red zone targets, like Knox is getting. Knox is getting red zone targets. So you look at Knox, he's got ooh, the three, five touchdowns right now throughout the season. He's got five all in the last four games. Targets by game going – you know, so week two, three, three, so three, five, eight, four. Not very many targets, but mm-hmm. they're looking for him in the end zone. And the yardage kind of reflects that too, because yard, uh, yardage wise, he's got 41, 17, 49, 37, now 117. He did have the big play last week that kind of blew that open. But I mean, the, it, this is a Robert Tanya situation last year. You get within the 40. You know, the opponent's 40-yard line, that's when these guys become a value. And that's where that's where you want your targets to come, for me, at the tight end. Unless, you know, you got a Kelsey who's a wide receiver, basically. This is kind of what you want out of a tight end, standard tight end, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, he's about as set it and forget it as you can get at this point. Assuming you didn't draft Kelsey, Waller, Edwards, Pitts, um, who I think is somewhere. Oh, Pitts. He's, dude, he's a wide receiver, too. He is. He is definitely a wide receiver. He yeah. is not a traditional tight end by any stretch of the no. imagination. So, so any, if you didn't draft one of those guys and you're scrambling or you were us and you drafted Big Tanya, Bob. Thinking or, we'd get this. They, I thought we'd get these numbers from, from Tanya when we, drafted, when we drafted him in like the 10th round. You hoped we would get those numbers. I mean, I thought we would. The man caught the most touchdowns out of any tight end in the league last year. But it's tight end. That's what happens. I know. Is you have these guys every year that come out of nowhere and 
give you these touchdowns. Like they yeah. wind up 13 touchdowns or whatever. And so Dawson Knox, I would be, I would be hesitant to say he's your he he's your long-term plan. You ride, as I say, you ride, you ride the wave. You ride the wave. Yes. If the wave crashes and you got you got, you know, one, two slow weeks, then think about jumping ship. That hundred percent. And in my so my take on tight end is always, especially in dynasty leagues, you have larger rosters, but let's say you're not like our team in a redraft league and you got available roster spots to play with because your guys aren't hurt and on by, I would pick up random tight ends periodically throughout the year and just see what happens. Um, one right now who I'm, he's not very sexy, but I'm interested in is Dan Arnold in Jacksonville. Uh, very unsexy, but they were feeding, uh, I think it was Shaughnessy was their tight end previously before he got hurt. And it just seems like Trevor Lawrence has an affinity for uh tight end. And I think Dan Arnold had like four for six or six catches for 60 yards. So I'm looking at it right now. Six catches for 64 yards last week. That's not bad. He just no. got to the team, eight targets, six catches, 64 yards. Eight targets, a good number. That's a good number, right? And it's Jacksonville's a team that's not going to be winning many games, so they're going to be trailing. They're going to be throwing the ball. These are the type of guys, I, if your roster allows you to, I would probably pick up somebody like that, keep them stashed. You got Dawson Knox, roll them out, and if you go a few weeks and he's kind of phased out of the offense or it becomes a little more up and down, see, see what else you got. That offense, though, in Buffalo does look outstanding. It looks good, and it is good, and it's it is good, but it's good in a way of real football, and in fantasy that doesn't always equate to a consistent player. No, they spread the ball too much. You know, I mean, I, you got Emmanuel like Sanders getting love. Diggs isn't getting the same amount of love that he got last year. Um, Knox is getting some love. Singletary is getting a little bit of a piece of pie. Single Singletary, Zach Moss is getting a lot of getting a lot of late late game work that's turning into touchdowns. Yep. Um, you're going to have Gabriel Davis, who's going to get his at some point. And Josh Allen, too, on his feet. On his feet, correct. Yeah, correct. That's, I would – like, we do have Devin Singletary, but I hate starting because, like – Yeah, I know. Allen's going to plunge it in. I know. Obviously not our preferred pick, but, you know, when you're down to your fourth and fifth running back, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, Steve. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of running back, the next question – was drafting somebody that we have on our team, Christian McCaffrey, a bad idea given his injury history? This is coming from Zach W. out of Nylons. You know, I've been thinking this, Steve. I got to say, I, I, it was really fun for like week one. And then it wasn't fun anymore. I uh, we were all giddy. Oh, we got the first pick, got the first. We're about to have, you know. Chris, seeing three on our team? I don't want him anymore. No, I don't either. I want to redraft. Give me Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, give me Derrick Henry. Give me Derrick Henry. My God, Derrick Henry might just finish as the yeah. best. He back might have 2,300 yards. He might have 2,300 yards when this is said and done. The dude is insane. He just like, when he yeah. runs the ball, he just like hits people and falls forward, and he never looks like it bothers him. I'm not sure what the deal is with him, but, but so, so anyway, to answer Zach's question, seriously, I think this is a real concern because what's his, I mean, what's he done the past few years? Like I've never owned him. So, so full disclosure, this is the first year I've owned him and it worried me in dynasty to trade for him because you're giving up a lot of assets to get a guy so, who hasn't but, played a full season since 2019. So we, and that's what we said. But this is this is the reason we drafted him, right? So let's look at what he's done this season. In his first two games when he's healthy, 21 carries, 98 yards. In the same game as the Jets, nine receptions, 89 yards. For 21 and a half points. Game that, two against New good? Orleans. That's, that's pretty good. Oh, okay. Game number two against New Orleans, 24 carries, 72 yards, one touchdown, five receptions for 65 yards for a 21 and a half points. Game three, he gets hurt. He got 30. (laughs) It's pretty good. (laughs) 
He got uh, seven carries, thirty-one yards, and four points. Um, so I mean, it's 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 a damn if you do, damn if you don't. I mean, fair you're enough. With, you're playing with fire. It is, and to be fair, like we talked about this before on here, like you're playing to win. You're not playing to like mitigate injury risk whenever you draft. So like, you kind of have to because you're right. Like those numbers, like week one, we were talking about it. Like, you didn't. We're gonna be good. We're gonna be good. He didn't even score a touchdown. He was the number one running back. Like, yeah. So okay, what happens when you do score touchdowns? Like, this is pretty cool. Like that's nice. And 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 then of course you know week three rolls around. I I will give him some credit. So looking at his previous history 2017 the man played every game 2018 the man played every game 2019 the man played every game really yeah that i mean i he's am been so- in the league he's been in the league for five four years yeah 2017 was his first year 18 19 all all productive long so last year was his only year that he's had the i you are just as confused as I am. I'm on sleeper reading the uh, snap percentage and looking at the games right now. So I, <laughs> my guess is, is a lot of it is, and looking at some of it, like in 2017, a, a lot of the games are like three for seven carries, five catches for 31 yards. Like he may have had an injury that game or may not have played much. My guess is a lot of these games are he played and he sustained, like we think it, right? We're projecting it. We think, oh, he left the game with an injury and then came back. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, yeah. and then last season, he just only played three games. And he gave you good production. In the, not only good production. It's fantastic. Week nine against the Chiefs last year, which was his only game back in the middle of the season. 18 carries, 69 yards and a touchdown. 10 receptions, 80 <laughs> and another tutty. My man had 37 in PPR. He was <laughs> lighting it up. Yeah. So it's a – you're right. Damned if you do. Damned if damned you, you don't. don't. I mean – And we're, we're damned because we did. Yeah. Yep. So at that point, you got to roll him out. You got to stick with him now. I mean, I guess if he has a few games, risk trading him, hoping – or not hoping, but being scared that he might get hurt again. See what you can get for him, maybe, but well, and so I will say, I know in my dynasty drafts, part of the thought process I had was okay, Chuba, Chuba, however you pronounce his name, Chuba, Chuba, my boy that they drafted. Uh, I, I was targeting him in dynasty leagues, and maybe in redraft, we we could have picked him up, we could have kept him on the bench as somebody, because if we felt like, oh, Christian McCaffrey's going to go, which I did in the dynasty sense, but in redraft, I didn't really have that perspective. Because, I mean, last week, Chubba put on 100 yards rushing, five catches, 33 yards receiving. Not yeah. a bad game. No, not a bad game at all. Not a bad game at all. So, Speaking of not putting up bad games, though, we'll go on to the next question. Is Tom Brady immortal? And how do I choose which wide receiver to start? I messed up and drafted both Godwin and Mr. Big Chest. This is from this is from Eric out of LA. Steve, who's Mr. Big Chest? I'm not familiar with that nomenclature. They drafted guys. Is that Evans? I know what an you AB. Can, it's right now. Is it AB? Of course it's AB. You don't know that? No, I don't know that. Oh my god. When he was uh when he was with the Raiders, um Mr. Big Oh, for what? The two weeks he was there? For the two weeks him and Gruden were BFF. Dunnuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he came out with this thing and said you could call me Mr. Big. I okay, now yes. Now that you say that. That's like when he's like posted his own like documentaries and stuff. Yes, yes, when he had the blonde highlights and he was like <laughs> With the leopard shirt that was open, it was in a yeah, game, like on 2020. Like, they just don't understand me, dude. That dude's wild, bro. He, he is he's wild, and you know what? I love like from a from a very non we kind of talk about this sometimes from a very like I, I can't relate, you can't relate to the NFL, like, it's a different world, and that level of talent is a different world. But when you play like 
high school sports, rec league sports. Like you got guys who are obviously like talented or obviously good at the sport and you just got to put up with their shit. Yeah. And like as Tom Brady, Tom Brady loves Antonio Brown. And like, I can relate like being, not being Tom Brady, but being the guy who's like kind of, okay, yeah, you could play with us or being a captain on a team. And you're like, yeah, you want this guy to play. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I want that guy to play. We're going to yeah. lose if you play. So yeah. Who I envision Antonio Brown is he's kind of like the guys like sitting on the sideline. You're like, yeah, I mean, we got to pick him up. It's too good not to. Yeah. He's a shithead, but he is. I'll put up with it. I'll put up with it. That's correct. He just um, not he's understood, Steve. He's not a shithead. um so how do you choose though when it comes to that bucks offense who to start so this actually is a is a question that hits hits close to home because in one of uh in night acres dynasty league long-term league we talk about sometimes uh i do have both godwin and antonio brown uh which i traded for antonio brown long ago which was a good move at the time. And it's still a good move for the value that I got. But then I was able to acquire Godwin for a deal I couldn't pass up. So then I was like, okay, what do I do? And I got both of them, which luckily in that league, you have more spots, you have more flex positions. So it's not as big of a deal, but in a standard league where you got your two receivers and a flex, a, I would think, look at your scoring. Um, I, I don't know how you feel about it. I think Godwin is going to be safer in PPR, uh, non-PPR. I think it becomes more of a conversation, uh, especially after, like, last week, Antonio Brown had a huge game. Um, two touchdowns, and he still looks good. Yeah. Yeah, so looking at stats real quick, we'll go through – I'll just run through the – the, the obvious big three receivers for the for the Bucks. Mike Evans has 45 targets. Chris Godwin has 42 targets. And then you have Antonio Brown with 29 targets. But receptions goes Evans 29, Godwin 29, Antonio 20. So That's it close. seems like it seems like the plays they're running with Antonio are kind of more I, I you could make I got more it seems like Antonio's getting open more, I guess you'd say. So where when they are throwing to Antonio, it's the bigger play, the more yardage. Uh Antonio actually has more touchdowns than Chris. Mike Evans actually has four. So um and Antonio dropped a touchdown a couple games back. Yeah, Antonio's against the Patriots. They went yeah. to a back plays and he should have caught that ball. I had the slippery put. I had him I had him minus seven. This is what happens out of the covered. Steve, that's what happens. And then you so, look at the play and you want to. Oh, yeah. He should have caught it. Antonio Brown. Uh, he should have caught it. And then last, this last week he comes out and has two touchdowns. Like, you could just make the play the previous weekend? <laughs> I mean, he could have, but he didn't want to. He knew you were betting on him. That's the type of guy Antonio Brown is, Mr. Big Chest, boy. Put some respect on his name. So, so to, to honestly answer the question, I don't think you have to choose. Um, especially as you get into bye weeks and everything, I happily roll out both of them. And, uh, and really? I, I got, I got no problem with rolling out both of them. And Steve, if you're up for a on par sleeper moment, your boy Antonio Brown just scored a 23 yard touchdown. There's that. Wow. <laughs> can't make that. You can't up. make it up. You can't make, can't it make up. that up. What's the score Honestly, of the game right now? This What's is why score? you tune in. What's the score of the game right now? Uh, I will find that for you, Steve. However, I just get the sleeper updates because I got Tom Brady on one team and oh. Brown on another team, which I'm starting. Speaking of another receiver that Tom Brady uh, was linked to trying to get back when he wanted out of New York. Uh, the next question is, what's up with Odell? Are oh, him and Baker- wait, 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 wait. What? Very short. You didn't answer. Is Tom Brady immortal? The man asked, is Tom Brady immortal? I don't care about Tom Brady. Wow, spoken what like happens when you sell your sell your soul to the devil? You are such a Packer fan. It hurts. Yeah, I, yeah. it hurts. You are such a Packer fan. It what's, hurts. So, so, what's your take? Tom Brady is immortal. Yes, he, he's on one of my dynasty teams, and I had an offer for Josh Allen. It was Josh Allen. You're an idiot. No, 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 Steve. You're, no, you're an idiot. You you didn't hear the rest of the trade. 
Okay, go. Josh Allen for Tom Brady, the first next year, and DJ Moore. Gee, I just done the first, and if you have done the first, and Tom Brady is worth it. Yeah. Yes, Tom Brady is lighting it up. I don't care. I He's gonna light it up next year. But my team is built to win, and I have Burrow, Tannehill. I got draft picks. I'm I'm loaded in that league. I'm not. I well. So the funny part is, I was trying to trade that guy for Josh Allen before the season started, and he was like, uh, blah, 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 blah. and then he came to me, and he was like, oh, uh. but he's trying to win now too. Everybody's trying to win now. It's dynasty. That's how people are. Like, oh, I can win. It, it's just funny. Oh, by the way, Bucking. Uh, yeah. So yes, Tom Brady is immortal. Okay. Yes, he'll play forever. Okay. Forever, I mean, at least probably, I would say probably another year or two at this rate, and he's lighting okay. it up. Okay. Bucks are winning 14 to 7. Really? Really, really. It is almost the end of the first quarter. Uh, on the Eagles side, you have Jalen Hurts with the uh, touchdown, not much yardage wise. Zach Hurts with the uh, touchdown catch. Buccaneers, Tom Brady, Mr. Immortal, 122 yards, two touchdowns in the first quarter, Steve. That's my quarter. It's the Eagles. It's the Eagles. That's my it's quarter. the Eagles. All right, on to the next question. I'm done talking about Tom Brady. That's my quarterback. Uh, what's up with Odell? Are him and Baker ever going to figure it out? This is from Steven in Santa Fe. Uh, yes. Yes, they are. I am a brownie, resident brownie. You are a resident brownie. I live within approximately. Land. 26 minutes from the stadium used to live like seven minutes away from the stadium, but uh, who's counting as a Brownie who watches the games, Odell really should have had a big game. This last game there, there are just a choice few. So you have to actually watch like all of his targets. Three, three, but if you watch them, was this the first game or second game back? Third game back. Third game back. Yeah. Either or. So, like, if you – in all of his games. So, the problem with Baker and Odell is if you watch the targets that he gets, they're good targets. Like, in the end zone or – Big plays. Or yeah. big plays. They, yeah. They're good targets. So last Tyler game, Lockett, your boy. He, fair yeah, – yeah. But, like, the so the issue with me – and I don't understand because Baker doesn't seem to necessarily have this issue with anybody else. Granted, everybody else doesn't require – like the type of plays, like the, I'm thinking of a particular play that Odell ran in one of these last few games. I don't, it wasn't this week, but it was maybe two weeks ago. And he mm-hmm. runs like a slant route that he turns into a whip that he turns into a fade. So for my thoughties out there who don't know what that means, you slant in on the goal line and a whip means you shoot back oh, out, out. Route, and then fade is he kind of pulled up towards the back pylon, which is like a, a wheel route at that point. Kind of, yes, kind of. And it that's that's a pretty complex route and it takes time to develop or whatever. But like the route I'm taking, Odell ran a beautiful route. He's he's wide open and like if you're Tom Brady or you're Peyton Manning or like you're an accurate quarterback, you're hitting that route. But like Baker whipped it by many yards. And I like Baker. So I don't really know. Like I don't know. I, I like to think like last year they had a good connection. Odell was doing fine. I think they will be fine. I would not start. If he was on my team, I would not start him until he proves me wrong, though. Yeah. I mean, looking at this year, he's had nine targets first game back, seven targets second game back, and then three against the Chargers. They play Arizona this weekend. Uh, you got to think that's going to be a shootout probably again. So it's going to be interesting to see how they use him there. Uh, that running game is so damn good, though, in Cleveland that you got to ride. I mean, yeah, if, if, it, if that gets going – you don't know what they're going to do in the passing game. So that's the problem is it's like, you, it's so good. You have this old school traditional offense where you're banging it with Chubb and Ch- do Chubb West is, coast type offense. Dude, Chubb is so like, I don't, it's hard to use the word sexy when you're saying a running back running the ball, but man, it is, it's a green Kareem though. Doesn't look bad. Kareem, no Kareem is Kareem is a wonderful running back, but he is like him and Nick Chubb are very different. Yeah. And Chubb is like poetry in motion. Like the man makes dudes miss. And you don't even know how. Like he just kind of makes this little subtle footstep and he's boom. He's got eight yards. Kareem, 
is also like they have just too many riches. So part of the problem with Cleveland's offense is they got too much. So they got those two running backs. They got three tight ends. They got multiple receivers who can do the job. And you're hitting them bootlegs. You're hitting tight ends. And the Joku had a huge game last game. And they scored like 40 points and Odell had three targets. So you just run into a situation where it's like they don't need Odell to produce, which is when you run into three targets, not a lot of work. And you're wondering if he's a focal part of the offense, which he is and he ain't all at the same time. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So it's going to be see, uh, curious to see how that – what's going on with uh, Jarvis? Is he out? How long is he out? Uh, yeah, they had put him on short-term IR, I think, a couple weeks ago. So he's he can come back, but it's like the, the Browns are the type of team where, like, you know, why would you rush him back? So yeah, probably a couple weeks. But same thing. Like, once he gets in, it's not going to change – it's not going to change anything for Odell. Like, Odell – I love him. He just needs to go to a different. He looks thicker this year too, by the way. He looks thicker than a snicker out there. But I kind of hope I I hope Odell moves on to greener pastures for himself. Which I was listening to, uh, I think it was the Pat McAfee show, and a very brief kind of rant. But they were talking about like Odell's a very interesting character in that he can't like do anything. Like he can't get mad he can't get upset that he dropped the ball like no he, he can't do anything without the public like i being like oh yeah overwhelming oh yeah yeah for sure for sure it is interesting which does remind <laughs> me that odell dropped a fourth and like two like a drag the other day which makes you want to shoot yourself in the face when you're watching it you're just like come on odell. <laughs> like speaking of the public eye and um you know, a man that has been uh, in the news here lately. The next question is about the Raiders and John Gruden. This comes from Mike from Michigan. Are the Raiders going to implode with the Gruden news? What's the rest of the outlook for them from a fantasy perspective? Good question. Mike, I wonder if you're by our boy uh, Travis up there in Ann Arbor. Mm. Speaking of, we might make a trip to uh, Ann Arbor sometime soon and see what see what's going on up there. It looks pretty nice. Nice, that'd be nice. I uh, I think the Raiders. Quick answer: I think the Raiders are going to bounce back, and uh, I think they're going to keep crushing them. I do. So betting wise, if you're out there, I'd probably go Raiders plus. I think a five and a half point underdogs this week. I take the points there. Um, Who are they playing? Fantasy wise, uh, I have it pulled up. Denver plus five. Den- is it home? I'm assuming it's at, it's my at Denver. It's at Denver. Yeah, it's got to be at plus five. It's plus five. Yeah, after Denver kind of got Denver. Are they good? I thought they were uh, good, but then they're like, they're, oh, they play the Jags, the, uh-huh. the Giants, and the Jets, the Jets. Mm-hmm. The Powder Puff League. Man, I love the Powder Puff League. <laughs> so, I, uh, I, as fantasy that, wise, though, I don't know. Obviously, you're starting Darren, uh, you, Darren Waller. He's a must play. Derek Carr hasn't been bad. Looking at his numbers, he's put up 23, 23, 21, 13, and 7. Obviously, playing that Chicago defense, not a good look. Uh, went for 22 of 35 for 206 yards and an interception last week. And then with the Chargers, he kept pace, but he didn't have he didn't have as many big plays as Herbert had. Uh, 21 for 34, 196 for two touchdowns and an interception. So the turnover is kind of concerning when it comes to Derek Carr. Not having a terrible year though when it comes to fantasy terms. Um, they do have Denver, Philly coming up, both. Two games I think he could uh, perform at. I think he has a better week this week against Denver. Uh, definitely like his chances against Philadelphia. And then obviously coming off the bye in week nine, he has the Giants. So not a bad option if you have maybe a quarterback coming up with a bye to pick up Derek Carr. Because, I mean, he is available, it looks like, in a lot of, le- a lot of leagues. Um, other than that, though, I mean, you kind of got Hunter Renfro, 
Henry Ruggs, Josh Jacobs, uh, who you don't know if he's going to be healthy or not, and Kenyon Drake. It's just a bleh. It is, it is certainly a bleh. I will say, as owners of Josh Jacobs, he's been fine. And aside from him being hurt, Peyton Barber, when he filled in, has been formidable. So the, the Raiders' run, main running back has been a solid fantasy option most of the year. Hunter Renfro and PPR, probably not a terrible look. If you're starting two with a flex, you're probably not starting Hunter Renfro regardless. But in deeper leagues, he could be an option. I agree with you. Waller's obviously a must start, even though it is crazy to see how week one, it was like Carr couldn't throw it to anybody else. Yeah. yeah. And since then, it's been kind of like, yeah. That is true. He has. He is getting the targets every week. I mean, he's got 19, 7, 7, 7, 8. So the 19 targets week one is wild. I was about to say. So, like, but think like 19. That's That's more wild. He's got in any other game. Yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. And, I, dude, that I was watching that game, and I'm like, A, I got Brian Edwards in a dynasty league. So I'm like, okay, let's. I'm watching the game with kind of like that eye, like let's see what Brian Edwards does, who yeah. hasn't been bad either. He's been – he doesn't get the targets, but when he gets the targets, he hasn't been bad, and he's made some good late-game plays. But, man, when he had 19 targets, dude, I was like, I messed up. I didn't draft Waller anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I, done, I done messed up. Now he's gonna overtake I mean, Kelsey this year. At that, yeah, at that point, you'd be like, if you drafted Kelsey, you'd be like, I made a mistake drafting Kelsey over Waller. Right. I could have waited around and drafted for Waller. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and, and the fun, the the well, the side notes that is, is there any collateral damage in the rest of the league from this whole John Gruden nonsense? I don't know. So watching, I forget his name, the interim coach now, watching his his press conference, it was either today or yesterday. Um, I mean, the man, like, teared up. He's a football guy. Yeah. Like, he's, he, he knows that, that this opportunity he has now is an opportunity he might not ever get again. So it's like it's now or never, right? So uh, we'll see. I mean, I think that the, the, the Raiders are a gritty team. I think they'll come out. Um. I think they'll play. I don't think they better hope Warren Sapp comes out of retirement. That's what they better hope. I mean, Warren Sapp might come out of retirement just to get paid because I think he's like in debt. But is he really? uh, I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Warren? uh, All the Warrens I know are in debt. (laughs) It is what it is. Um, (laughs) Anyways, though, I I think I, I do like them this week against the Broncos. I think they have a good game, it's a rally game. Uh, it's kind of like let's prove it to the world, right? It's it's them against the world, so we'll yeah, see. Uh, I agree. I agree. We'll see how they do. So, I, I, fantasy wise, though, Waller is the only guy I'm playing this week, and potentially Josh Jacobs because we have potentially Josh. Yeah, potentially Josh Jacobs. <laughs> if he starts, we're starting him. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. as they say, we're rolling him out there, Steve. Rolling him out there. All right. And the last question we have for the nights or for this episode. Comes from Brian out of Ohio. On a scale of one to ten, how much do you to hate fantasy football? Like an eleven point five. Not as much as I hate the name Brian, but uh, <laughs> I would also say about a, in redraft leagues, eleven point five. Dynasty, like a six point two. It's been a rough, it's been a rough season. I've got one good team who I lost my first game last week because I didn't check my lineup before the stupid London game. Dude, that that's your fault though. I, so a obviously you got to check your lineups on Thursday to make sure you don't have any Thursday guys playing. That's true. I don't do that. I didn't do that today. Oh God, Steve. <laughs> well, unless you. Why so- does he never do that? Why do they play on Thursdays every week of the NFL season? Well, no, yeah, like why do they play on Thursday? That's, uh, Thursday just doesn't make sense. People want football. I get that. Thursday, Sunday, Monday. I and will say, make it a good matchup like the Rams-Seahawks game last week. Every week, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, fantasy-wise, tonight's exciting. Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tampa Bay, you so spoken like a man who doesn't have Miles Sanders anywhere. I don't. 
or Tom Brady. I don't. Or Chris Godwin. I don't any of it. None of the. Or Antonio Brown. Nope. So part of the problem is you just don't have any studs on your team. This is probably why you're not doing well. This is or probably why you're not 11.5. I don't know. We didn't end this episode because this is getting out of control now. This is getting out of control. Thoughties, I love you. Okay. Well, that was week the week. What what is this? Week six. Week or week six. Look we're ahead. going into week six. Leaks, yeah, the week six. Look ahead. Uh, we appreciate all you thoughties listening. We hope you guys enjoy this as much as we doing this for y'all. And then we'll see y'all next week for the week hey. seven preview. What's up? Hey, before we wrap up, is 16 points before halftime good for a And that was week six. We will see y'all next week. <laughs> Tom Brady, I love you, baby. <laughs> Gonna shake it for me, baby. Gonna get a little crazy. Gonna throw a tantrum. It's the Louisiana anthem. Gonna shake it for me, baby. Gonna get a little crazy. Gonna throw a tantrum. It's the Louisiana anthem. Baton Rouge, where you at? Shreveport, Lake Charles, Bill Plant, Lafayette. Bounce down here, hand grenade, Burma Street. Can you hear it in your ear? Can you hear me? Hey, gon' shake it for me, baby. Monroe, Thibodeau, beignets, gumbo. What's up, what's up, Drew Brees? Can you hear me? Shout out the Saints, where you at? Bolger City, LSU, baby, and we never gon' stop. Never gon' flop, going straight to the top. Oh, what's up? Gon' shake it for me, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gon' get a little crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gon' throw a tantrum. Why? It's the Louisiana anthem.